Well, it's summertime, at least it is right now when I'm recording this, and we're getting back to going out and going to different places, going on vacation. I'm going to talk about taking your animal with you or uh, boarding your animal. Both are valid options, no judging here. Uh, with a service dog, you take your dog with you, but there are hurdles to overcome with that as well. So let's begin talking about boarding your animal because that's probably what most people are going to do. And that's what I have to do with my cats. When it comes to boarding your animal, hopefully you have a neighbor that you can count on and you can trade services with meaning that you actually don't have to board your animal at all. This is the most ideal situation if you have a neighbor that you can trust. I did have a neighbor that I could trust and she and I traded services. I would care for her dogs while she was away and she would care for the cats when we were away. It worked out great for a number of years, but they have since moved. So I had to find a situation, uh, I was in a situation where I had to find a place to board. Boarding your animal is, is very gut-wrenching, at least it is for me. I wanted to make sure that they were going to be well taken care of. The first few times I boarded them with the vet that they had and... I, I came to a place where I didn't like what was happening at the vet's office anymore and I didn't like them caring for my cats when we were gone. It, it looked like they were shell-shocked. Uh, they lost weight. They weren't getting any visual stimulation. There was a TV that was on all the time, but there were no windows for them to look out. There was no stimulation for them. They. They simply just cared for them food and water, but they didn't care for them. Petting them, brushing them, making sure that they were, you know, not ignored. Which, solitary confinement is an inhumane prospect for, an, for a person, much less an animal. I found PetSmart Hotel. Uh, after much searching, and I actually did some secret shopper type behavior. And I recommend you doing this as well because I'm not, I'm not advertising for PetSmart Hotel, but it's a place where they do have someone there uh, staffed 24-7. No, it's not a vet, but they do have someone there watching over the animals, even at night, even on the weekends. So I did like that, number one. And number two, I, I liked the way that pets exited the facility. I liked the staff and the seemingly very, very pet-oriented way about them. And I recommend you doing this too. Even if it's a freestanding facility, sit in the parking lot, watch the animals come and go, maybe even ask a couple of the people that are leaving, hey, how long have you been boarding your animal here? 
Have you had any bad experiences here? Was this a good experience for you? How does your pet seem? Do that, okay? And if you're unsure about a place, if it's a new place, I highly recommend a short stay. Yes, you're spending money, but you spend money on your animals all the time. So invest a short amount of money and time by having them stay there for maybe a day, maybe overnight, to see how they're treated and how things work out. And how, what kind of feel do you get to the place? And no, they probably won't let you go back to the place to get your animal from the pen, uh, cage, uh, confinement area that your pet is staying. But you can see if the place is clean. You can see if the staff is friendly and pet oriented or if this is just a job to them and they can't stand animals. You'll get that feeling. You'll get the, the vibe one way or another. Weigh your pet if you're after you've chosen a place and you know you're going to keep them there for an extended amount of time. Weigh your pet before you take them in and weigh your pet when you take them home. Make sure they haven't lost any weight. Uh, If they've lost weight, they're stressed out, they're stressed out, that's not good for their health. So find a place where they're comfortable as well. Once you find a place, keep taking them there. Don't go shopping around because you're highly likely to upset your animal taking them to multiple places. So find a good place and stay with them as long as they're good to your pet. I like when a facility has cameras where you can just check in on your pet yourself. No, PetSmart Hotel does not have this yet, and I've recommended it several times. I would pay extra to be able to access my pet's activities on my phone, but they haven't done it yet. But they do send pictures, and I appreciate the, the good reports. They're not frequent enough for me because I miss my cats when they're boarded, but they do do that. Uh, I recommend bringing your own food with you. Uh, find out the specifics. Some some places like PetSmart require that you bring an unopened bag for all the things. So I brought unopened treats, unopened cat food. I took their beds. I took two cat beds with me for my two cats. And I had laundered them probably the week before. So I didn't want them to be sparkling fresh as a daisy. Because you want the cats to have a familiar scent to be able to be more at home with. So think about those considerations when you're boarding your animal. Uh, Brushes. I I included a couple of of cat brushes so that they would brush the cats while they had them out cleaning their cage and whatnot. And that way they are more personable with your animal. I've always had a good experience at at PetSmart and, and hopefully you have a place close to your home that you can do that. PetSmart also has the uh, flexibility of drop-off and pick-up at uh, numerous times during the day and evening. So I scheduled the drop-off time at say 10 a.m. and I didn't make it there till noon. They're okay with that. And you do need to be careful about when you pick them up because there are half-day charge fees when you don't pick up before noon. Uh, So make sure you have that in hand uh, because this is going to be a costly endeavor depending on your vacation stay uh, and boarding of the animals. 
but that's part of owning an animal and you know that already. So you just don't do certain things like don't get your hair colored, do it yourself uh, for a few months or cut your own hair and cut your family's hair instead of taking them to the salon. Uh, maybe get, maybe, maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe, maybe you want to cut costs somewhere else. Maybe you want to cut costs by not going out to eat for a couple months, or maybe you want to cut costs by going to generic food selections, or maybe cut costs by not going shopping for a few months. Uh, maybe this is your birthday present to yourself and you board them and the money that you would have spent on yourself for your birthday you spend on them uh, boarding them so that they can have a nice place to stay there's all kinds of different ways to cut cost uh, and you have to find a way that fits into your budget and your lifestyle unless you're just wealthy and don't have to look at the checkbook I do, and I always will. I was brought up that way. Um, I was not brought up in a a rich family. I did not go to prep school. So I'm always looking at ways to cut costs and what can I do without so that my animals can have more. You have to find something that's workable for you. Ideal situation, uh, in summary for this little clip, is obviously having a neighbor that you can trade uh, favors with watching the animals. Secondary is finding a good place that is that is first and foremost good for the animals. Secondary is the cost. It's just it's gonna cost about 25 to 30 bucks a day if if you're in my area to board a cat. Um, dogs are more expensive because they require more. That's just the cost of living baby. Okay, so next we're going to get into traveling with your pet since we've covered boarding. And traveling with your pet begins with potty training and food monitoring, scheduling. I should say scheduling, not training. Food scheduling and potty scheduling so that your pet is worry-free on your trip. So let's get out a logbook and let's find out what their normal potty schedule is. When you're not at work, when you're not busy doing things, when does your dog need to go out and relieve themselves? Well, there's the morning time. Obviously, you have the morning routine. Boomer gets up with me. He never gets up with my husband. He stays in bed with me until I get up. Sometimes I get up bright and early at 5 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I sleep until 6.45. Boomer sleeps with me and gets up with me. So his relieving schedule is just that. Anywhere from 5 o'clock in the morning till 6, 6.45 in the morning. He'll wait until I use the bathroom and I get him uh, suited up with his uh, collars and leashes and I take him out. I use the leash when we're in an unfamiliar area i do not use a leash at home because he's familiar with that even if your dog is familiar with your home uh, noises back cars backfiring uh, any gunshots 
that could disturb their behavior. So know where you are. And that's why I say use a leash when you're in an unfamiliar area, even if your dog is perfect off the leash, please put a leash on them when you're in an unfamiliar area so they don't run off on you. Boomer would never run off on me, but I always put a leash on him because he's still, when it comes down to it, a canine. And you can't reason with them you can call them to return but they may or may not so i i trust him a lot but i don't trust him when we're in new york or milan or florida or at a concert he's he's going to be on a leash so you know their schedule you know when they're going in to get drinks of water and you know how often they have to pee and defecate Please make sure you have them on a schedule of feeding and using the bathroom a week before you take them anywhere. So you don't want to have a crazy schedule where you're feeding them at midnight one day and then feeding them at 6 p.m. the next day for their supper. Please get them on a feeding schedule. Please have the water schedule appropriate as well. If you've got them outside and it's a very hot day you need to make sure they have lots of water available to them because dogs pant to get their body temperature down they don't sweat when we were in Pompeii there were numerous water fountains everywhere and I was continually soaking Boomer down to keep his fur nice and cool because it was a very hot day in Pompeii And there was no shade. So that's what I did. I had lots of water available for him. And I kept him continually soaked. Pay attention to your dog's behavior. If they're acting lethargic, there's a problem. They're too hot. Okay? When they're traveling in the car, you don't want to give them a lot of water. But you also don't want to deprive them of the necessary amount. How long is your trip? How long are you going to be in the car? If you have a service dog and you're flying with your service dog, you already know that you have to cut their food off at a certain time and their water at a certain time so that they don't defecate or urinate in the terminal or in the airplane. It's very simple. You know their schedule and you know when to cut it off. For the flight overseas, we cut Boomer's food off after breakfast the day before. We cut his water off after midnight as if he was having surgery. That way his bowels were completely empty and the morning of, after he urinated that first time, he wasn't going to need to urinate for another 12-15 hours. And that's exactly what happened. Now the flight was only 9 hours, but we had to fly from Indianapolis to New York first to catch our flight to Italy. And then once we were in Italy, it took 2.5 hours to get the rental car even though we had it reserved in advance. And we read up on that and saw that it was going to be a long time. So we trained with Boomer and made him understand what was going to happen. Everything went perfectly, but you have to have a backup plan. So I had potty pads with me, readily accessible, not tucked away in my backpack. They were in the mesh compartment. So that if something did start to happen, I could shazam like a magician, whip it out, and get it underneath him 
to soak up or take in whatever he was putting out if he had an accident. Of course, nothing did. But with the airlines, you have to have a backup plan for what if. And that's our backup plan. Do you have a backup plan in the car? Do you have something readily available that you can put under your animal so they don't destroy the inside of your car? These are considerations for the trip. So let's move on to the car trip. You've already got your uh, crate or safety belt for the dog in place. You've got everything packed that you're going to need for the trip. And boy, oh boy, do you have a lot packed for the trip because taking along your dog requires everything. The food, the toys, you're not going to bring a lot of toys, but you're going to bring some. The grooming, if you're going to be gone for an extended period of time, the nail clippers, the brushes, the pet wipes. Oh, I love pet wipes. Uh, Tropiclean has, and no, nobody's paying for me for this. Tropiclean has these wonderful coconut wipes that are safe for animal use. Please never use baby wipes on uh, pets. They have lanolin in baby wipes and baby wipes are toxic when the animal licks themselves after you've wiped them down with a baby wipe. Please use a pet wipe instead, not a baby wipe. So the Tropiclean wipes are wonderful for cats and dogs. My cats absolutely freak out when I open up the package to get a couple out. They are on me like a cat on tuna fish. They uh, can't wait to be wiped down by these things. They love them. Boomer's indifferent. He doesn't care. But I use them to wipe him down because he does lay on the floor and sometimes those floors are dirty in the restaurants uh, especially if we're dining outside he come out dirtier than when he came in it is no big surprise at all but a lot of times his white fur is definitely gray because of where we're eating uh, especially if we're at the beach the pet wipes come in real handy they get him clean super quick he's used to it i clean his paws before we go inside anywhere uh, he sleeps with me, so I clean him with those pet wipes before he goes to sleep. I, it's just, I love the pet wipes. So think about the cleaning tools that you're going to need uh, to take on vacation with you. Maybe a couple of rags in case something really goes wrong, uh, especially in the car. You, you have to have things to clean the car just in case. So, you know, usually just a couple of pet wipes, a couple of sanitizer wipes for the car, anything like that. If you want to cut down what you're traveling with, leave the hand sanitizer wipes at home and just take pet wipes. You can use them on yourself too. It's not, it's okay. You can use those pet wipes on yourself if your hands get a little messy with food. Uh, if you start to bark, you can contact me immediately for assistance. How's that? <laughs> So you've packed up all your items in the car, you've got everything laid out, you're, you've mapped out your trip, you've plotted out where all the rest areas and your eating places are going to be. Whether your trip is 4 hours or 14 hours, you need to have a plan in place just in case. Well, what do you mean? Well. Where are you going to stay if your car breaks down along the way? We're somewhere close. 
Along the way, you need to plot out emergency points. And when I say that, uh, you need to have like a hotel, motel, uh, camping ground, rest area. You need to plot out where those are in case you need to pull over for any reason. If you're bringing your own food, you're probably going to stop at a rest area and eat at the picnic tables there. If you're traveling 14 hours, and this is gonna be spread over a couple of days journey, you need to have a hotel that is pet friendly. And again, I don't wanna stay anywhere where they don't allow pets to stay. I don't wanna impose myself on it and go, oh no, he can stay here, he's a service dog. You know what, I'm just not even gonna bother with it because if they don't want animals there, they're not gonna want my, my service animal there. And I realize that he is protected by the government, but I'm not, I'm not gonna impose, impose that on someone that is that against animals. That's just me. So if you're planning on driving straight through on a 14 hour journey, just have a what if backup plan in case, okay? Make sure your car's ready for the journey. Make sure you've got the appropriate insurance. Make sure you've got a spare tire that actually is a spare tire and ready to be a spare tire and not flat. Make sure the oils are changed. Make sure the belts are nice and tight, that all your fluids are up to snuff, or better still, just rent out a car. Any of these options are good. They're your choice. They're, it's your trip. But along the way, every couple of hours, have destinations on hand that accept dogs as guests. If you have them on your radar, you'll know in case something happens or you can get an Uber or something to take you to that place if your car breaks down. Because that happens. How do, how do I know this? Because it did happen to us one time. Happened in Georgia. And the, the engine light came on and a weird sound started happening. So we pulled over at the very next exit, took our car to the Ford dealer, because it was a Ford, and we had to stay overnight. And we stayed at a Wyndham Suites, I wanna say, Wyndham Inn, Inn and Suites. Anyway, anyway, they were pet friendly, and we knew they were pet friendly, so we already had them on our radar. These are just little hiccups that happen along the way, and you gotta be prepared for it. We had enough food for uh, everybody, and it, it was fine. It was, it was actually a, a nice little place to stop along the way. I'm sorry that it happened to our car, but it did. Uh, backup plans, gotta have a backup plan. If you're not the planner in the family, have the planner in your family listen to this podcast because I can't talk you into being a planner. You either are or you aren't. You're, you're the fly by the seat of your pants person. That's fine, but we need to talk to someone different. <laughs> so go get your spouse or go get your life partner. Uh, go get your boyfriend, girlfriend, or your uh, your mate. Whatever, whatever you choose to uh, signify yourself by, I love it. Love is love and love will always win. So make sure that that person listens to this podcast and we'll all be good. Now let's talk about vacation choices next. Mm -hmm. 
Last year during the pandemic, it was impossible to take a regular vacation, but we were going stir crazy. So we took a road trip, a very short road trip with a long extended weekend stay at an Airbnb, but it was a vacation to us nonetheless. We went to uh, Pennsylvania and we stayed at Gettysburg. Those of you who don't know your history, oh, shame on you. Gettysburg was a very famous battle of the Civil War that took place and it was a deciding factor in the entire Civil War. It was a turning point, basically. Uh, the South thought they were going to win. They had brought the war to the North, but they failed miserably because the locals knew their area and they knew what ground to take, what position to take so that they could win and they defended it and they did win. The uh, Civil War display in Gettysburg is unlike any other I have seen. I've been to a couple of the uh, Civil War places because I'm very interested in history. I, th I seriously think that if we choose to ignore our history, we will be doomed to repeat it. And that is not my quote, I know, but I don't know who said it, so I can't tell you. I want to say it was someone like Winston Churchill, but I, I know I'm totally wrong. So it's a quote. Look it up. I'm not going to Google it because I'm talking to you right now. Okay, so we went to Gettysburg. We planned a trip at an Airbnb. And the first thing I did when I was planning an Airbnb is I needed to see where we could stay that had a green space where Boomer could relieve himself easily. Now, when you're staying in New York City, there's no such thing as a green space. <laughs> there are a few parks, there are a few patches of grass along the way, but there's no place aside from Central Park, uh, really, that is a green open space. Uh, you have tiny dog parks, which, by the way, have no grass, all gravel. Uh, and you have tiny patches of grass at the library, the public library downtown. You have tiny patches of grass at the various parks that they have listed, but they're not actually parks in the sense of what you and I, who don't live in New York City, are accustomed to. So when you're traveling, you need to think about where is my dog going to be able to defecate and urinate. And eventually, you know, if your dog is as well-traveled as Boomer, they'll begin to use the bathroom on the sidewalks and that'll be fine and they'll be okay with it. But until then, you need to find green spaces. So let's not assume that your dog can just poop on the sidewalk because sometimes dogs are holding it in for a day or longer until they can get to a green space. How do I know this? Because I've had more than just one dog in my life. So please take my word for it. Look around if you've never traveled with your dog before, look around and make sure that you're staying in a home, preferably, that has green space, backyard availability for pooping and peeing. Obviously, you're not going to be able to take a regular dog into a museum, so you need to find an Airbnb or a Verbo, VRBO, uh, where you can leave your dog in the home. But you're not going to leave the dog in the home running free. So you're going to get that crate that they traveled in on the way down or up 
to wherever you're staying and you're going to use that crate to put your dog in while you're gone. Now, here's the exception. If you go to a place like uh, Gettysburg, you're going to be taking your dog with you because you're going to be able to drive and park at the various spots of the various important parts that happened during the Civil War. And those places, they're outside. So guess what? You've got a perfect place to take your dog uh, on these tours that you can do by yourself without anyone else. You've got it on your phone, you listen to it. Uh, Rick Steves uh, has a really good uh, downloadable tour of Gettysburg and so do a lot of other people. Oh, you know what, I think I'm mistaken. I don't think it's Rick Steves. No, as a matter of fact, it's not. But Rick Steves is very good for audio tours. Uh, this tour we purchased online from the museum at Gettysburg and it was downloadable or use the CDs that they send to you to play and listen to a historian tell you about what happened at the different places there in Gettysburg. How long does it take? Well, it took us two full days. If you wanted to take it at a more leisurely pace, you could do it in three days. I would have been happy to revisit the places four and five days in uh, on a trip there, but we didn't have that much time or we didn't allot that much time whatever you want to however you want to say it so places like Gettysburg are a great place to take your dog on vacation because now you can eat outside with your dog at, at so many places and everything there at Gettysburg to do with the Civil War was readily accessible for you and yourself and your dog so you don't you don't have to leave them at home Okay, but say you wanna go, oh, I don't know, to the beach, and you don't know where to go. Let's talk about that. Well, that all sounds well and good, going to Gettysburg or a historical place that's outside where you can take your dog, but you wanna to go to the beach. A proper vacation for you is going to the beach every day. You can do that. I swear to you, I promise you, you can. There are a number of places that have dog-friendly beaches and they're fantastic. We even take Boomer to the dog beach uh, down here. We have to drive about 40 minutes to get to it, but that's okay because I want Boomer to be off duty sometimes. I want him to enjoy life. As much as he allows me to enjoy life, I want him to be able to enjoy life as well. So yes, Boomer gets off days. Uh, he plays with squeaky toys, he rolls on his back, he plays with another dog that I've selected for him to play with. Boomer gets to be a real dog. Your dog can enjoy the dog beach as much as you can enjoy watching him or her play with the other dogs or just chilling out with you but keep this in mind it's hot on the beach you need to go early in the morning you need to bring buckets of water and when I say buckets I'm talking about real life buckets you get a, a uh, bucket that you get at Home Depot or Lowe's and you fill that puppy up with uh, lots of big ice blocks that take a long time to uh, melt you do that 
and you put up a tent for shade and you keep your dog cool. If they're getting lethargic, you move them into the shade and you make sure they can drink or you just take them home, okay? Because you do not want your dog to have heat stroke. It happens. Dog beaches are everywhere. So start out by looking at where the dog beaches are in the area of the United States that you want to drive to. Say you live in uh, Georgia. You can drive down to Venice, Florida, which is about uh, 45 minutes south of Sarasota. And there's a great dog beach in Venice, Florida. Beautiful parking facility, beautiful restroom facility, awesome shower facilities right outside the bathroom so you can shower off all the sand before you get back into the car. And you can shower off your dog too. They have doggy bags there, but I, I don't recommend relying on that. Bring your own supply of dog bags because I've said it before, you're responsible for picking up your dog's poop. It's your duty, remember? <laughs> All right, I won't say I won't ever say it's your duty again. Oh wait, I just said it again. Okay, I won't say it again. So stay in a place, Airbnb, uh, Verbo, any of those any of those uh, places that allow dogs. Me personally, I don't like staying in hotels because I feel they're so cramped. You don't have any eating facility capabilities. Now, if you if you never want to cook while you're on vacation, you just want to go out to eat. Sure, stay in a hotel. Just make sure it's dog friendly. Make sure your dog does not destroy things inside the home. Which means if you're going out for dinner and you wanna eat inside instead of outside and you're leaving your dog in the place where you're staying, make sure they're in the crate. Make sure they don't bark their head off while you're gone and annoy everybody who lives around you. Make sure your dog's okay with that, otherwise, you know what, just eat outside. I love eating outside, especially in Florida because I've got the fans going. It's so lovely sitting outside and it's, I just feel it's more Floridian to eat outside. Anyway, that's my take on it. Uh, when, you're, when you're staying at a place like uh, that down in Florida, make sure that you have the appropriate bedding for your animal. Uh, that it's clean bedding, that you're not dragging in something that's just completely filled with dog hair all over it. Of course, with my dog, after two days, it's full of dog hair. He's short hair, but he sure does shed. Uh, you know, you just clean it out before you take it, uh, especially if you're renting out a car. Just try and be considerate of the people who are going to be cleaning the car after you're done with it. Make sure you're not, you know, being terribly messy. I don't know. I just... I always want to be more considerate or try to be considerate of those people who are going to have to clean up after me. I don't want to put them out too much. Uh, that's, that's just who I am. And that's probably who you are too, because you have a dog. So you're, you're probably along the same lines. I am. You're probably not the kind of person who would say, huh, that's their job. They can clean it up. At least I hope you're not. Let's talk about what we're doing while we're on vacation and options of going out next. When you get to your destination, you wanna always uh, look around and see where the nearest vet is. 
and see uh, the, the ratings. You want to find out their hours because anything could happen. Down in Florida right now, well, anytime, red tide is happening. And you can't really judge how bad it's going to be till you get there. One thing's for sure. Your dog cannot tolerate the same amounts of red tide that you can. Look at the readings. If it's anything more than low, you do not take your dog to the beach because if your dog laps up the water, they're going to ingest the red algae and it's going to make them sick. And that's going to not only ruin their vacation, it's going to ruin your vacation by proxy. Make sure that you're taking your dog to events that are okay to take dogs. Most dining establishments, <clears throat> sorry, wow. Most dining establishments have outdoor seating where dogs are accepted. We went into uh, Sarasota to a very nice place that I love going to called St. Armand Circle. And that's a, a little posh uh, shopping experience. And I don't always buy anything there. Uh, sometimes I just get a pair of earrings or, you know, a couple of macaroons uh, to eat while I'm there. And, and mostly I, I do eat lunch there when we go there. We made the mistake of not eating, not choosing to eat at the Crab and Fin, where we always eat when we're in St. Armand Circle. And we decided, you know, let's try this Cuban restaurant. It looks really good. Well, they had tons of seating outside. And so we went to get a table and she was directing us towards a table that was right up against the road uh, where the cars drive by. And it's a very busy circle. So I didn't want to sit there. I wanted to sit up on the elevated patio seating, still outdoors, because uh, I like eating outdoors. And she said, no, all the dogs have to sit underneath the umbrella. Well. I pointed to his service vest, which he was clearly wearing, and I said, no, he's not a dog, he's a service dog, and we can eat inside if I want to. And she said, no, all dogs have to sit under the umbrella, no exceptions. Well, you can guess how that ended. <clears throat> Maybe you can't, okay. Suspense is killing you, I know. <laughs> I said, you know what? I don't know why I was thinking of eating here. I've always eaten at the Crab and Fin. That's where we're going to go eat. And sure enough, we went to the Crab and Fin. Pick out where you want to sit. So we picked our table where we wanted to sit. And very promptly, without me even asking, the waitress brought out a big bowl of water for Boomer. I don't want to spend my money anywhere where dogs are not welcome. And if a dog's not welcome, when I walk into the store, I can tell. If the salesperson is approaching me with a very haughty attitude, is this a service dog? But it clearly says it's a service dog. And you can tell by the way he's walking right beside me or right behind me because I have him do this neat thing called follow. When we're in tight places, I have him walk behind me, not beside me. You can tell by the way he's acting that he's a service dog. He's not ill-behaved at all. He's a service dog. But if someone approaches me and, and they're nasty towards me, 
My time in there is very short and I do not spend any money. I do not want to support anybody, any business that is going to be mean or rude to me and my dog. It goes for food, it goes for clothing, it goes for lodging, it goes for everything. So, you know, that's, that's just how it is. We were in, I was planning a trip to Nashville and I saw a review that was posted by another service dog owner and she posted the pictures where they refused to let her sit inside. They made her sit outside in the baking sun with her dog and I don't know why she stayed, but she stayed and she ate there and then she posted a bad review for him. Well, I'm not gonna spend my money with someone. I'm not even going to stay with an establishment that is like that. So Boomer is protected by the uh, Disabilities Act. I'm not gonna push my hand at it. So if you're going to disrespect his, his legal status, then you're not gonna get my money. End of story. And I hope all dog owners out there, whether you're service dog owners or not, I hope you feel the same way. That if someone is going to discriminate against a service dog owner, how are they gonna treat a regular dog owner? It's, it's pretty clear in my mind, and it's pretty clear when, and it's evident, when you look around, more and more people are going out with their dogs because they refuse to leave them at home. I'm perfectly fine with that as long as the dog is well behaved. Why on earth would you discriminate against someone who wants to have their dog with them? Dogs are awesome. They lower your blood pressure. They make your life happy. I mean, even if your spouse doesn't make you happy, your dog makes you happy. So why are people discriminating against them and being so mean to them? I mean, have that many things actually happened? No, they probably haven't. Um, once in a while you get the errant dog that lunges out at Boomer and, and the owner is pulling them back on their leash and you're just like, oh, why do you even have them out? But it's not for me to judge. Maybe they're working on improving their dog's behavior, although that is the wrong way to do it by imposing on other dogs. Maybe they're trying to improve their dog's behavior. I don't know. Uh, but at any rate, I got off on a tangent. I'm so sorry. You know that happens at least on once during the podcast. So find places that are readily accessible for a dog uh, to be there. Of course, make sure that your dog is well behaved and make sure that they potty before you go in. Boomer pretty much poops on command. So if I'm about ready to go in someplace and I think he might need to poop, I tell him, Boomer, go poo poo. And he does, because uh, he knows, oh, okay, this is it. I gotta get it out or it's gonna be a while. When I take him to concerts, outdoor concerts are the best. I love it. Um, I have specially made headsets that you can buy that are fit for your dog that cancel out the noise because dogs have sensitive hearing. I've got everything for him. I've got a blanket that he can lay on so that he isn't laying in a puddle of someone's spilt drink. And that blanket folds up very small. It's rubberized on one side so that he is not laying in a puddle of wetness. It's awesome. So just think ahead and look online. There's lots of products online for dogs, for 
any occasion. Outdoor concerts that I would not take my dog to would be concerts like Louder Than Life. Uh, any heavy metal bands, that's a definite no. It's way too noisy, even with the noise-canceling headphones. Those, it's, it's just too noisy for your dog. The, the thumping, you can feel it resonate within your chest. It's too much. And also at outdoor concerts, uh, you might want to consider not getting the best seat in the house. Go back for the lawn seating. If you know it's going to be a long day, bring along something to keep your dog nice and wet with. They have specially made neck kerchiefs that go around the neck that stay wet and when they're wet they stay cold. That will lower your body's, uh, the dog's body temperature as well. You got to have plenty of water, you got to have plenty of shade for them, and you got to have an exit plan for your dog when the concert is over. So that either means staying past the concert being over and waiting till the crowd's thin out, or that means leaving early. Whichever is up to you. That brings this very long episode to a close and I hope I was able to provide a few bits of information that are useful for you. You may not agree with everything I said and that's okay. I, I don't expect everybody to agree with everybody at every single moment of the day. I just like to share what I've learned along the way to hopefully make your path and your journey a little easier to do. Remember, whenever you travel with your animal, you want to keep their records with you, either on digital or hard copy, preferably both, so that if the question arises, you can prove that they've been vaccinated and that they are not a danger to anyone. Always look around and see what you can do to make your pet's journey a little safer and a little better. Take care, everyone, and I will be talking to you again soon with another topic to do with your fur babies and service dogs. <laughs>